0: It's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. This is part two with Christy Nelson. Just to recap, if you're new to Shine On the Health and Happiness Show. I was interviewing Christy, oh gosh, probably three weeks ago here in the studio, and um, we had a problem with the phone, and there was a big hum on it, and I couldn't hear her very well, and then I realized she was Christy Nelson from the Network for Grateful Living. And for the last 20 years, I've received the email of the day that's put inspiration in my inbox and literally changed my life. I blew the first interview with Christy. I begged her uh, to come and do a Zoom with me because the equipment here at work still isn't working. And she was so kind, she gave me like 50 minutes of her day. We played part one two weeks ago, then we jumped in to do the holiday show with Nancy Johnston, and now here we are, part two, Christy Nelson. So Christy's book out right now is called Wake Up Grateful. And part of Christy's story is that when she was 33 years old with stage four cancer in her spine, she took her walker and went to Omega Institute here in the Hudson Valley to spend a week with John Cabot zinn And what I wanted to know from Christy is, what did that 33-year-old girl with cancer on a walker expect or want from that Omega retreat?
1: You know, what a great question. I don't think anybody's asked me that question, and it's so appreciated right now. I think I knew that if I didn't know how long I was going to live... I needed to have an internal orientation that mindfulness would give me to go through everything. And John used to say things like, no matter what's wrong with you, as long as you're breathing, there's more right with you than wrong with you. And that just spoke to my soul, having had this cancer that just you know, changed my life so radically and ravaged my body in so many ways to think, okay, I feel so different than my peers. I feel so different than I used to feel. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future, but I can rest deeply into that sense that no matter what's wrong with me, as long as I'm breathing, there's more right with my body. And then the grateful orientation really was from there, pay attention to what's right really celebrate what's right, because the fixation on what's wrong and how we're taught to focus on what's wrong is so deep and steep and learned, and so for me it was really i it was also an investment in the future in a weird way casey that i that I'm just reflecting on it now and thinking I knew I had at least as long to live as to get through radiation and then maybe a chunk more, who knows, but it was the first time that I kind of crawled out of the moment only and said, I want an experience that will enrich and enhance whatever time I have left. That was cool because that sent a message to my body, heart, mind, soul, that I wanted to be really present for whatever was going to happen, however long I had. And that was a really powerful medicinal message I want to be here for whatever is next, however long I have, I want to be fully here. And that was a really cool thing to sign up for that.
0: And that's mindfulness and gratefulness, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's where the meeting ground is. It is there.
0: All right, I'll ask this question. Do you find, do you, you know, you said you weren't raised religiously or anything like that, but do you find any miracle in all of this story?
1: Mm. You know, to the degree that I really say in the book, and I believe in my heart of hearts, that the ordinary is extraordinary. And so the extraordinary is inside us and around us and available to us in every single moment. And that is what is miraculous. It's miraculous that you and I are sitting here right now yeah. talking to each other through technology, hours away from one another, with the ability to you know, with a phone, with a microphone, with a camera, it's so stunning that I I never want to take these things for granted. It's like, just be in awe. The miracle is to have a body at all that is so f- fabulous for all of us that moves us through time and space and that allows us to love the people we love and eat the food we love. and And how do we appreciate those things? Like, so miracles, I think of miracles as like, You know, I think it's interesting because there's something in the concept of, oh, I feel blessed. Feeling blessed rings to me of feeling chosen or kind of lucky, you know, like, oh, I'm so fortunate. I'm the fortunate one. I'm blessed. Or I'm so fortunate I got this miracle. And I think the miracle is to avail ourselves of the fact that life is miraculous. That's the miracle, is to turn our attention available to everyone in every moment toward the fact that life is miraculous. There's no shortage of miracles Anywhere, in any moment, all the time. We just have to turn ourselves towards those and make them available to us.
0: There is no shortage of miracles. What did you say after that?
1: I don't know. It's on your recording. Uh, There's no shortage of of miracles. Everywhere, in every moment. Inside of us, around us, in every single moment of our lives. And to begin to commit to the practice of celebrating that, wholeheartedly in all time. If you want the fastest pathway to joy, if, you, if people walk around like, oh, how can I be happy? How can I be happy? Choose joy instead. Joy is much more lasting, much deeper. Um, go for joy. And if you, if you focus your attention in the way that we were just talking about, notice what around you is a marvel. Notice what around you, if you didn't have it, would be you would be such, you feel such loss about something. You would have opportunities not available to you. You're, you know, notice how incredible it is, the splendiferous abundance that you live in, even if you don't have all of what you think you need.
0: Yeah. Like you, in the video you sent me I was attached to one of your emails. It was a little five minute gratefulness video from brother David and it looked, showed the clouds and that's, yeah and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like I find my appreciation in nature. I find my freak out like daily in nature, even now that all the trees, the leaves are gone. I look up, it looks like lace to me. Like I see so much beauty and joy in nature. It flips me out. And that connects me to my mindfulness, connects me to my gratitude. What does it look like for you? How, how do you celebrate Or or find gratefulness in every day. This is now your calling card. This is Mm -hmm. your world. So how does it show up for you?
1: Partly, it's about working with what is, (laughs) because there's also the truth that I love being outside in nature, and my work calls me to sit in front of a computer screen a lot of the time, a lot of the day. How do we make the very best see the very best experience the very best inside what our lives are made of, Um, and and then, how? So, how can we be most grateful in the conditions and circumstances that are ours? I think that's always a really powerful calling. And then, what helps us be more grateful? And adding those things to our lives. So, to me, nature, right? Getting myself out in nature is just a. It's an immediate pathway to perspective as soon as, and perspective is what I say really helps us be grateful. Mm -hmm. The more perspective we have in any moment, and if you feel locked in and small, get yourself under a big sky. Mm -hmm. Get yourself out to a vista. Find something that gives you a bigger perspective. Listen to music that makes you cry. Mm -hmm. Feel your connectedness to all of humanity. Notice and remember that this might be the only day you're alive not in a morbid sense, but in a sense of, oh my gosh, I better go love the people I love right now. I better go do what I'm meant to do in this moment. Why am I putting my life off? Because the truth is we don't know what's going to happen to us next. So living that fully juicing ourselves up do whatever it is that juices you up. I mean, things are, you know, for me, I try, I try to remember even when I feel like, Oh my God, now I have to make dinner for my family. I try to remember that I get to, that's one of the practices I get to, I get to make dinner for my family and I try to enjoy, you know, the vegetables and you know, it does, it's, it's always work. You know, it's always a piece of like, okay, reframe, reframe, (laughs) expand your, expand your frame of reference and notice the privilege of peeling this carrot. Like, isn't this just the most amazing thing in the world? And so it's about re, there's a kind of training to our attention and to our awareness and to our appreciation that always yields a huge harvest if we let it. But it's, it's a returning again and again to remembering. That's what I say.
0: And that's a great practice. I get to make dinner. I get to go to work. I get to whatever. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned Lynn Twist, and I know you did a lot of work with her at the Soul of Money Institute. So tell us about Lynn Twist.
1: Hmm. Lynn's a great teacher. A lot of people have read her book. It's called Soul of Money. Mm-hmm. And she has a big focus on... Generosity and on the experience of sufficiency. So, really noticing what's enough in our lives, really coming back to uh, it's very akin to gratefulness. And she and Brother David are very dear, deep friends. But the soul of money was really about saying, how do we allow money to be in service of our biggest dreams and our vision for the world? It's not just pieces of paper and that we're at the effect of it and that it's there's not enough of it or oh if I only had more or it's about how do we make use of what is there what is ours and turn it toward the highest good and really using money in a way that is soulful that is values aligned that advances what we most deeply believe in so she's got this big invitation out there and that book and her work through soul of money are really beautiful um and it's a big part of what gratefulness would be about. It's a part of it because I think it's one of the places that we're trained to have the most difficulty is around money. We're yeah, around, yeah. We're trained around our bodies, um, especially as women, you know, around our bodies, around um, money, all the places where we're prone to not feeling enough. And if only we had more. And those are many, um, in our culture specifically, like, oh, if I only had this and I only had that and I was more like her and looked more like that and had that house. And, you know, so that covetousness that keeps us on the hamster wheel of, I I can't notice what's good enough in my life because I just want more. And it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We're in a system that we're caught up in that trance. And I think that's one of the things to also notice, you know, is just that trance and to be aware, oh, I'm in a trance. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, yeah.
0: Right. Bring yourself out of the trance. I could talk about every single page of this book, (laughs) Wake Up Grateful, Christy Nelson, but let's just go to the five guiding principles.
1: How did you come up with the five guiding principles? Mm. Well, I tried to think about what encapsulated Brother David's teachings. Uh, You know, what were the core concepts that I think really were the components of living a grateful life? And... They're so extraordinary and so basic, right, in so many ways. And it was, for me, I had to find out what always worked. Like, what were the things that, you know, the first principle is life is a gift. When you greet each moment gratefully, you are always receiving.
0: Okay. And then I got to close the book
1: and sit down for a while. Right. Cause it's just true, but it's a radical reframe. It's like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Like right now
0: I'm receiving the light. I'm receiving the warmth of my dog. I'm receiving your conversation. I'm receiving the goosebumps that I
1: have. Like I'm receiving support from the chair. It's, it, that is mind blowing. Yeah. You're mind blowing in that you get it. And I think one of the things that we We just stop noticing. So I say, and it's a great way to think about it, gratitude waits for something good to happen. Gratefulness just waits for us to be awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gratefulness just waits for us to be awake to notice what's already true. We don't, in order to have gratitude, we can just say, oh my gosh, I'm breathing. Wow. Wow. Think of the people in the world right now who can't breathe. Think of... COVID. Think of the racist violence. You know, like, think of the people who would give anything to be able to breathe. The people who are struggling all over the world right now. And how do we take our breath for granted? How do we make sense of that? Right. When it's such a gift and tens of thousands of people right now would give anything to breathe the next breath that you're going to breathe. Absolutely. So everything is a a surprise. Everything is a surprise. That's true. So that's the second. The second principle is everything is surprise. And when you open to wonder, which is this, it's okay. Am I curious? Can I be curious about the fact that life is surprising at every single moment? It's not predictable. I can't control it. Opportunities abound. Mm. Every single moment is an opportunity. When I'm accepting of the fact that life is a surprise and I open myself to wonder and to be receiving the gift of what It's like all of a sudden opportunities are everywhere and meanwhile we're waiting for life to kind of throw us an opportunity bone. It's happening in every single second Mm. if we let ourselves notice that. So that's the one. Then the third one is the ordinary is extraordinary. Like already, come on now, the ordinary, there's nothing ordinary about almost anything in our lives. The ordinary is extraordinary. When you take nothing for granted, life is abundant. Think about like eyesight. Exactly.
0: Our ordinary eyesight.
1: Yeah. How can, I, how can your senses be ordinary? <laughs> How can, you know, I think to myself, you know, like I talked a lot, people were asking me a lot about Thanksgiving the week before Thanksgiving. We take the time before Thanksgiving meal because it's supposedly an extraordinary meal to actually have reverence for the food, to sit, to pay attention. And we make this big deal out of Thanksgiving meal once a year. And here's the truth every single time we sit to eat, it's all gifts of the earth on some level. Can we really wrap our heads around the fact and be reverent toward? all the places and ways that this amazing nourishment comes to our lives it's delivered people have, people harvest it when you start thinking about things as their components it's enough to blow your mind that's the miracle
0: when you were talking miracle. about peeling the carrot before yeah I, I went down that rabbit hole think about that it came from a seed and that somebody planted it and grew it <laughs> and then picked it and then put it on a truck and then it got to your you know what i mean it's like i gotta thank all the people for the carrot and-
1: Exactly. And if you ever have taken, a carrot has a core with these crazy little spiky things, peel off the outside of carrot, any carrot. It's amazing. Like when you look at things broken down into what they're, same thing with our bodies, all the systems in our bodies are working so miraculously every single moment to keep us alive. Every moment, like that's amazing. And the fourth, so the fourth principle is appreciation is generative. When do you tend what you value, what you value thrives. Yeah. So appreciation is generative. When you tend what you value with your attention, when you tend what you value, what you value thrives. That's true in pretty much everything. And I love to say this thing, which is everything flourishes in the nourishment of our appreciation. Everything flourishes in the Every nourishment, nourishment of, our of our appreciation. And when we live with that appreciation, we flourish. When you are the source of that appreciation unto yourself and unto life and unto other people, you will flourish, period. So it's about uplifting appreciation in our lives, knowing that it's a sustenance. It's the most unbelievable life force. It's, it brings about aliveness. That's what it is. Aliveness comes in that spirit of appreciation. And then the last one is love is transformative. So appreciation, tend what you value. They build on each other. You see like life is a gift, very passive. You start getting more active. Appreciation is generative. Wow, when you tend what you value. And guess what that is? That's love. When you tend what you value, you are loving. And then think about the people in your life. And you lean into whatever is true, your feelings, your experiences. Embrace the great fullness of life, which is everything. And your heart overflows. And it overflows into being a blessing. It overflows into well-being. It overflows into generosity and compassion. It just overflows.
0: And just briefly, what about the things that aren't great? Yeah. How do right we, on. How do we work with that?
1: Nobody's life has everything great going on all the time. Like, all kinds of things are going to challenge us and all kinds of things that are going to be difficult. And some people's lives, they have way more than their due share of, of things that are really hard. And what I think is important is Brother David says, and I lean into this teaching, which is we can't be grateful for everything, but we can be grateful in every moment. So uplift the ability to be grateful for what you can. It'll help you get through the difficulties. Notice what's working. Notice what isn't broken. Notice what's in service of you and your aliveness. Notice how you're supported. Like the things you notice, the fact that, you know, gravity, breath, air, nature. Notice the things that are in service of your life force. And everything that's difficult will become more powerfully possible to go through in life. And it's true. It's just, you're not supposed to be grateful for everything. I think what's really important about this is that we're all struggling with things all the time. And if we can just reconnect over and over again with life is a gift, can I greet this moment gratefully? And keep building that reference point internally of saying yes to life, saying yes to life. Mm. It's very powerful medicine, no matter how the conditions of our lives are. And to know that gratefulness is an orientation to life, it's not based on circumstances. So it's how we greet the circumstances of our lives. And the whole gratefulness of life, that's everything. That's the hard. It's the beautiful. It's the painful. That's what life is. Life is beauty and pain side by side.
0: A network for grateful living. That's the organization. I always just call it gratefulness.org.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's our website.
0: For grateful living. You've been around now how long? 20 years?
1: 20 years.
0: And what is the future for the network?
1: Mm, It's really exciting, actually. We're growing, and I think right now, what's interesting is during the pandemic, More people have turned to our work and people are longing to take nothing for granted. Mm -hmm. They're longing to be in touch with what is sufficient and enough in their lives, recognizing like we all feel things are pretty precarious. Things are pretty uncertain. We're more in touch with that than ever. And I think in this space, a lot of people are saying, help me be alive to what I can be now. I'm more aware that I don't have control over the future, right? We don't know what's gonna happen. So in that space, we're serving more people. The book that I wrote is so cool. I'm so happy I got it done. It was the hardest thing in the world. Now I'm now it exists in the world and I'm so grateful for that. And um, now it opens doors like this to have conversations. So we're gonna start our own podcast at some point um, next year, talking to people about their grateful living stories. And a lot of those people, and I'll say this because this is important, Casey, sometimes being grateful is an act of defiance. Sometimes being grateful is to say, you won't take this from me. You know, okay, life. You know, it's like, hallelujah anyway. I'm grateful anyhow. Here I go. It's like, I'm going to go into life and I'm going to hold fast to my right to celebrate my life, to my body, to love, to whatever there is to celebrate. So we're going to tell the stories of people who are living gratefully in the face of difficult things. And it's a powerful, powerful, um, it's called Grateful Voices. And we're going to uplift those on a podcast. We have a video series starting in two weeks. Um, We are going to be doing more workshops and we're going to develop an e-course based on the book. So Wake Up Grateful is a really cool curriculum now that we can build on because it's got the building blocks that it's not just philosophical. It's not just esoteric. It's really something now that people can learn to practice and repeat and come back to and find the inspiration they need to keep finding a grateful orientation to life, knowing that that is the way that we're going to have the greatest degree of well-being that we can possibly experience
0: hallelujah anyway, is that yours? Did you coin that phrase?
1: No, that's actually, hallelujah anyhow is old. Um, yeah, it's something that was said in the civil rights movement um, oh, really? in, the, in the churches, yeah, if you look it up, there's a book that's called hallelujah anyhow. Um, and we, you know, I'm powerfully impacted by those kinds of models of courage and faith despite everything, and so of course, you know, making myself available to that inspiration is amazing. So, but how do we learn from one another? Like to say, sometimes you just hold the right to be grateful.
0: I am so grateful to a network for grateful living. They grew me, they changed me, they educated me. Just knowing that it existed every morning, just knowing that there was this network that just existed for goodness, Mm -hmm. changed me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It shaped yeah,
1: Here I go. Makes um, me so happy. I'm so gratified to hear this from you.
0: I can bring it all back to your organization. It showed me how to be me. So there you have it. The end of the saga. I finally got to tell Christy Nelson, the executive director of gratefulness.org. The Network for Grateful Living, started by Brother David Stendelrast, how much getting those daily Word of the Day inspiration emails meant to me and how they changed my life over the last 20 years. And thank you for coming on this journey with me. And that's it. Part two of Christy. I hope you are, number one, getting the daily Word of the Day. Subscribe at gratefulness.org. Get all those wonderful quotes in your inbox. And two, I hope you're reading the book, Wake Up Grateful. Okay, next weekend is the virtual weekend retreat. We're going to do all kinds of wonderful things from the comfort of your home. So sign up at Casey.co. Happy New Year. All right. What an incredible year it has been. Every wonderful wish to you for a happy and healthy New Year. Our thought for the day? I'm paraphrasing Christy Nelson, author of Wake Up Grateful and executive director of the Network for Grateful Living. Begin to commit to the practice That all of life is a miracle. Begin to commit to the practice that all of life is a miracle. Shana?